Same pattern, Tiki Barber and Brian Dawkins levels. That ball went out of here off the top of the wall. Chipper Jones just won the ball game. Hey, Dan Hicken and Denny Thompson with another Hometown Hero podcast brought to you by Lockett Law. No, before you blow, appreciate Lee Lockett and all that he does. We had a special guest today. Denny, I, the one thing I like is that we, we've, we've kind of delved into all different sports. I think, Denny, our okay. youngest hometown hero, but a guy certainly in the news of late, and that would be our friend Garrett Scantling, uh, United States decathlete. I think far and away our youngest. Yeah, I think yeah. half the age of everybody else. Well, we had some. We had Tom Coughlin, who's in his seventies. Right. How old are you, Garrett? I am. I'm 28, man. Yeah. So I'm, it feels like I'm getting up there, uh, <laughs> but I just got to keep remembering I'm young. I still got my body. I just got to take advantage of it right now. Okay, so the question everybody would ask you, uh, I think, is, um, you know, how does one become a decathlete? When does one notice that they're good at the decathlon events and then one decides, okay, I don't want to play football or baseball or basketball, but I want to be a United States decathlon champion. (laughs) How does that come about? Well, it's it's came about by circumstance, just kind of good luck, I guess. Well, now I call it good luck, but I know it's been a struggle uh, learning everything. But uh, in high school, I was just a pole vaulter and a high jumper since seventh grade. Um, And those are technically two of the hardest events that Mm -hmm. you can do in the Mm -hmm. decathlon just because they're so technical and, and, uh, and hard to learn. And so I guess all the track coaches, uh, at college, it started looking at my football tapes. You know, obviously, I'm an American, you know, athlete. So football or baseball or something along those lines will always be like my first love, you would call it. Um, just because, you know, that's that's how you were raised. I mean, my dad wanted me to play football for the longest time. So uh, I, I did track just to kind of stay in shape for football. Mm-hmm. And so when the college coaches started calling, they, they could see my athletic ability, you know, my you know, ability to use my feet, use my balance, everything like that. And the decathlon, I mean, that's just the base of everything. And so all the college coaches were calling for the decathlon. I had no clue what I was getting myself into. <laughs> I knew that it was 10 events, but, like, I didn't know that it was, like, the 400 and the fifth. I didn't know I had to run a mile, basically, <laughs> you know, all out. That was kind of, like, the last thing I found out. Um, but it was just a way for me to, to, to get in college, you know, and, uh-huh. and get to a good college that I wanted to actually go to, you know, the offers I had in football were, were a lot of lower day, uh, two schools. So, you know, just having those Florida, Florida state, Georgia, uh, offers on the table kind of, you know, opened my eyes to track and made me want to take it a little more seriously. Um, you know, it's a little different in America than I, all my training partners are European. So they grew up in doing the decathlon. I mean, they've they right. been doing it since they were 12, 11 years old. And so that was kind of a big learning curve for me is just 
seeing how serious these guys take it and how much it has, I had to up my game basically to, to compete with them. So it's been a, it's definitely been a, a, a long road the past nine years of just learning every single event from scratch. But um, as my coach Petros Kipriano says, he, he would, he would rather have me, you know, learn it from scratch than, than try to undo bad habits that you learned from high school. So it gave me a kind of a, uh, an advantage in that too. Well, so. don't don't give the coach too much credit on this because I, I listen. <laughs> I, at, at the end I of the to, man. at the end of the day, we're talking about a guy who used to roam the halls at Episcopal, right, Gary? Yeah. And 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 this is a guy who never really even thought about running any of these things, right? Like this wasn't in his right. plans, and then he takes that and takes it to the Olympics, the Olympics, and damn near medals, right. fourth in what is. <laughs> arguably like the most athletic and difficult thing at the Olympics. For sure. Right. You know what I mean? Right, like, yeah. like think, just think about how good of an athlete you have to be to just one day go. Either that or the canoe thing with the rapids. That looks hard too. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Isn't it? Where they dip their, dip their heads underneath the bars. And yeah, all of I it. caught that. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I, want, I actually want to get to the dynamic of the Olympics in a second, but just have you had time to sit back and go, Yo, this is pretty wild that everybody I was competing against grew up from the time they were seven, focused on getting to the Olympics to do this. And I just decided on a whim one day that I'm going to do it and I'm here competing with these guys. Right. No, it's, it's crazy. You know, I'm, it took it a while for it to sink in, just the fact that I was there. Um, but when people would approach me, like even just like swimming Olympic uh, Olympic athletes or like diving or, or any, any sport, really, they would approach me, ask me what I did. And I told them I did the decathlon and, and just about every single one of them told me like, wow, that's like the ultimate Olympic sport. Like you're like the ultimate athlete here. And for me, I, I know I put in the work for this and, you know, I, I, I definitely know I deserve to be here, but it's just, it's a surreal feeling just knowing that, that, all of my hard work is paying off and people are starting to notice, you know, like that's the biggest part for me is mm-hmm. that, you know, you always put in the work and you know how hard you're working, but when you start getting the recognition or just the, the, the proudness and the, and the support from your hometown people, especially in here in Jacksonville, it's just, it makes it all worth it. And, and it, it makes me hungrier to keep going, I guess I would say. I, I'll so, admit, so Garrett, it was when I heard you qualified, it was weird because I, I know your family. And the last time right. I think I saw you was at, didn't you do a pro day at JU? Yeah. <laughs> and that, yeah, wasn't... Exactly. that was where, because Georgia wouldn't let me in theirs. And so I came home and asked for some support, and I got into the JU Pro Day. And that wasn't that long ago. And so when I heard, all right, he's qualified for the Tokyo Olympics, I'm like, wait a minute. What the hell? The yeah. dude was just trying to play yeah. receiver in the NFL, and he yeah. just decided that he's going to add <laughs> yeah, 10 that was events? Like 2017, I think, that was the, the when I had the Pro Day. It was 2017. So you're, such, so, yeah. so you're such a great athlete that you – what was your last year of playing football at Episcopal? Uh, 2011. Okay, so the fall of 2011. All right, and then you went to Georgia on a track scholarship, right? Yes, absolutely. Foot, no football at Georgia. Nope, no football, none of that. So uh, then you go to a pro day. Yeah, then you go to a pro day, and did you get? Uh, you got an offer from Atlanta, right, or something? No. Nope. Yep. So, so I went to that <laughs> pro day, and then I went to uh, my agent got me a, a workout with the Falcons, and I went there and. 
they tried me all over the field. I was a DB, a wide receiver, and I think <laughs> that's kind of what caught their caught their eye. Just I mean, my, my ability to kind of that's pretty amazing. Breaking news, Dan. Yeah. Garrett Scantling has decided he's going to play in the NBA next year. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's one. That is one sport that I just know. Like that's a big no for me. That's a big no. It's weird. It's it's weird. I just was never the basketball savvy. I could not. I can dunk. I can do all that stuff. I'm sure. If you put me outside of the paint, uh, then it's Brick City. I'll tell you that right <laughs> now. Which now. I'm all right with. You can only have so many sports you're good at. Now, you said uh, you had a heck of an Olympic Games. I mean, you had some personal bests, right? I mean, I I, I thought I, I thought I saw uh, yeah. Javelin, yeah, two, 400. What did, what did you do your best in? Okay, so the, what I did the, my best in was the 400. Okay. Uh, which is the end of day one. Okay. Last event, we ended up running that at like 9.45 at night. Um, ran 48.25, so that was a PR by half a second. Wow. Um, and and that's, that's honestly the event that I attribute to me to getting me or myself back on pace. Mm-hmm. You know, it was I put myself in a hole the first four events, and I needed a 400 to kind of get me out of it. And I just went all out and left it all out there, and Man. it worked out. Um, and then I – did pretty well my first three uh, events of the second day, but then the javelin, when the javelin came, I knew I needed points. It was my best event that I had left. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I let it rip, man, in a two meter PR and it got me right back into the running, put me in fourth place. And I think I was in like seventh or eighth mm-hmm. before that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the 1500, I mean, yeah, everyone hears the stories of how much it just, it beats me up and it's my worst event. Right. Um, but my coach told me before he was just like, imagine he's like, I know you're in fourth. You have a chance to go in to come in, in third. Like mm-hmm. imagine what that could do for your life, your personal goals. He said, don't run it for yourself, run it for the people at home and the people and your family at home. And that's kind of what I did. And honestly, I left it all out there, man. Man, you sure and did. It was, uh, what, a 10-second PR. So <laughs> that's why, you know, it stings. It stings for sure to come forth. But when, when you know that you did everything that you possibly could, mm-hmm. um, and I think this decathlon taught me a lot about myself and that the mental side of it is a lot harder than the physical. I bet. So, so just the fact that, you know, you sit there all day long in this room with your, your competition, who you're nice to, but at the same time, you want to beat them. And you can just feel the tension in the room the whole time. Like it's 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 just crazy, and it's something that you can't you're not taught, and you have to learn from experience. So, having this experience under my belt, I think that the next several competitions to come up, like it's I feel like I'm going to be a different animal. So, on uh, on training day, what event do you like go? Oh, yeah, I'm not doing that one today. <laughs> like, you're tra- like you got to train for all. You got to train for all ten of them. I, right. I'm guessing so, I, and I'm yeah. sure there's a, which a method to the day? madness. But well, for Garrett Scaling, which one is like? Oh God, I'm gonna, uh, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'll get to that tomorrow. Knows, everyone knows it's the 1500 it workout okay. that I have to do. Okay. Oh my goodness! I mean, I'm a big guy, and yeah. it's just like my first nine events are just like, they're all very, <laughs> very like nice and even and, yeah. and even killed, whatever. But when you hit that 1500 in the past, it's just whoop my butt, man. I don't know what it is, but, but now I feel like I got a handle on it. You know, after that race, oh, yeah. I feel like a new man. I feel like a, a completely rounded decathlete who, who can run the 1500 a little better now. It still stinks, but 
But like I said, it gives you that that you know confidence in yourself to know that you got more left in the tank. <laughs> talk about uh, just talk about Tokyo in general, the Olympics, the experience, all that kind of. It was a weird thing, right? No fans. Um, you know, right. the city basically locked down from from what I understand. A year later uh-huh. than it was supposed to be, so now there's a three year turnaround to the what did you say, Dan? London? Paris, Paris, right? Paris, I think Paris, Paris, Paris. Yeah. Um, yeah. Paris Olympics. Like just the whole experience. Was it what you thought, or did you know what to even expect, or, or just kind of talk about your your time there? Right. So um, I'm going to be honest with you. It was a lot better than I expected. Um, I thought that we were going to be like locked down and and have like no sense of freedom. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, they had, a, I think there was like eight to 10,000 athletes in the village and it was a big village. So like you were able, as long as you had your mask on to walk around and, uh, you could, you could really just kind of do whatever you would like You go to the dining halls. Uh, it was, everyone was just still trading pins and stuff, but, uh, it was just, you know, having the mask on, it was a hundred and it was a hundred degrees every day. It was so much hotter than I expected it to be. So, like, having those masks on, obviously, in that kind of heat, you feel it, and it's it's kind of annoying thing. But just the sense that we could walk around and, and mingle with other countries and talk to other countries, was it, was, it made it all worth it. What about um, the uh, what about the cardboard beds? <laughs> were those uncomfortable? So they were a lot more supportive than, than people expected, yeah. too. Uh, you know, I was – they supported me. I had to put a uh, an extender on it. Yeah, um, and it was uh, it was it was okay. I, yeah. I, it was okay at best. I got my sleep. Yeah. But like my roommate was uh, Ryan Krauser, who's mm-hmm. the uh, he's the world record holder. He got gold medal in the shot put. Oh yeah, um, I saw that guy. He, that dude. That dude yeah. is a stud. That's a big dude now, yeah, isn't he, man? He's humongous. He's huge. Yeah. But yeah, so he was he was my roommate, and and well, we had four to a room. I guess the medal favorites got their own rooms mm-hmm. and so i kind of lucked out with that like i didn't have like a roommate in my room with me like sleeping next to me and stuff like that yeah. but uh but they gave ryan a tempurpedic bed all the throwers got like uh, tempurpedic beds and so i'm just sitting there like oh god i got to this man i would have taken a nap on that one when he won there when he's out competing <laughs> yeah, i would have napped up what about uh did yeah, you meet yeah. any uh, like czechoslovakian uh tennis players or anything like that <laughs> Huh? Do you get any yeah. phone numbers over there? Denmark. I, I got some <laughs> some Denmark friends that are sprinters, and I hung out with one of my new friends. Uh, she's um, a athlete yeah. from Canada, and, um, and so you know we, we TikTok were, baby we TikTok. But <laughs> I got to see. I know, right? I got to see Yao Ming, uh, Pau Gasol, uh-huh. uh, Luka Doncic was there. That's like, cool. It was just so crazy to yeah. like be around those type of athletes and like have a sense of belonging, I guess, you know, if, if you, if you don't understand what I'm saying. Sure. That's two, awesome. two questions here, Garrett. One, um, get a little personal. Did we get some, uh, endorsement deals out of this? Oh, like, I mean, that's yeah, what I want to yeah, know is yeah. are we paying bills off of this? Cause yeah. now everybody in the country exactly. knows who you are. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. So that, I mean, that was also another reason why I didn't want to come back and be average because I wanted to come back and be able to support myself, save money for the future kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, Nike is my full on sponsor See. now. They're they're supporting me. Yeah. And I am not hurting anymore. So that boy, that's, that's, that's what I like to hear. Right good, there, man. Yes. Yep. That's... I've got I got some endorsements from a We Insure here in Jacksonville, a popular area. Yeah, um, get those plugs in right my, now. Everything, man. I'm telling you, like we're we're. It's my dad. I mean, a lot of people know my dad. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not he's not shy to talk to people. <laughs> so, 
So, I mean, that, that's, that's something that comes in handy, and it's a great thing to have him on my side and, and him Good. fighting for me. So, I want to, I'll plug him in, too, and, and tell him I'm, I'm happy I got him on my team. So, so the second question but is yeah, now so. that we have the endorsement, so now we're training full-time, right? So, now it's, it's, right. it's, there's obviously. On to Paris, baby. Well, there's events before oh, then, yeah. Dan. Well, oh, yeah. Got, I mean, okay. You know, right. championships. So, yeah. 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 So, we have World Indoor Championships next uh, March, which are in Serbia. Okay. And I'm actually very strong indoors in the head tackle I think that, that I'm just as strong in the head, if not better, okay. than I am at the deck. So that should be – I'm looking to get my first senior medal there. Um, and then we got World Outdoors in Eugene, which is first time on U.S. soil. So that'll be, that'll be huge um, at that new stadium at Oregon. Right. And then the, the year after that is Nanjing China World Indoors, which was supposed to be this year. And then we've got Beijing, China, World Outdoors, wow. 2023, and then Paris, 2024. So there's a lot. That's cool. Of, I guess more exposure for track and field coming, you know, because I think it's something that we need. Because it's, I mean, it's, it's the Cavalon's a beautiful sport if you know someone in, that's, that you're invested in and you're following it. If you're not and you're just following it along, it, it can get boring and, and strung out and long. So I'm, just to bring that here to Jacksonville, I think it's going to be a, a good time for people to, you know, take some time out of their day and 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 follow along. Yeah, so. we're learning. We're learning by watching. What's the what's the <laughs> yeah. uh, what is the uh, what is your personal best total points? My personal best total points is eighty six forty seven. Okay, what, I did that at um, uh, at Olympic trials this year. What is the world record? So the world record is ninety one twenty six. It's by that Kevin Meyer guy. The, the, the oh, the French guy. All right, all right. Yeah, the French dude is. So we need uh, about five hundred more points. I need five hundred yep. more out of you, Garrett, over the next three years. Well, how, well, how old is that dude? There's, there's only four. Uh, so that guy is thirty one. They're both the, the, oh, him and Damien are the same we're gonna, age. We're gonna run them down. Um, yeah, yeah, we got. Oh them. yeah, no, that's so that's that's what's big too about getting those endorsements and stuff is that it allows me to focus. You know, now I put in, I got the strength back. I got the, the mental part back. Right. Now I can put in focus on, like, staying healthy and, and figuring out exactly how, you know, foot strikes work and, and, and correcting my form and everything so I can get a little more, you know, detail on my training. And I think that when I do that, it's just kind of those, those 400 points. I think there's only been four people to ever score over 9,000 points in the decathlon. Well, there's going to be five, uh, buddy. There's going to be five. I'm looking to be five. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Heck yeah. Yeah, so I've got a lot left in the tank. I know that. Good deal. Well, listen, man, we appreciate it. Uh, all of Jacksonville is proud of you. I know your family's very proud of you. you got a great family, and uh, many blessings yes, to sir. all y'all and continued uh Hard work, and uh, thank you to uh, Garrett Scantling, Lockett Law, No Before stuff. You Blow, our hometown hero this week. Uh, <laughs> Denny, any parting comments yeah, for Garrett? Yeah, man, good stuff, good stuff. I, I'm I'm looking forward to following his journey here. Yeah. Like you said, now this is a full-time gig for him. Let's go. Like we part-time yes, to fourth sir. place finished. If full-time. you need a pep talk, give us a call. Yes. Uh, if you're not feeling like working one day, we'll no charge. We'll be glad to get you going. Just don't call before nine. All right, cool. <laughs> I appreciate that. I'll, I'll keep that in mind, man. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate you. And, I want to give a shout out to Jacksonville, Florida, and uh, Festival High School, and give you a little Duval. Yeah, That's thank you, you go, man. I appreciate right, you, man. Care. Thanks. Good sir.